Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls suffered another double-digit loss to the Boston Celtics, this time at home. We're going to break down a little bit about that game. We're also going to talk about why Dalen Terry and Julian Phillips are probably here to stay in the rotation if you take Billy Donovan's comments to heart. We're also going to talk about Kobe and DeMar's minutes over the time and how many minutes they are playing and uh, why the Bulls, even if they do make it out the play-in, the future isn't looking bright. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go to get to this content. So the Chicago Bulls suffered a loss to the, to the Boston Celtics last night, 17-point loss. The, the Bulls had some flashes in this game, right? I don't want to just stay on the negative, which I do feel like in the post-game show, my frustrations came loud, and I was pretty much mainly just negative on it. But the Bulls turned a 16-point deficit into a three-point lead by halftime, and Nikola Vucevic was absolutely cooking, scoring 20 points and having nine rebounds. In just the first half of the game, I think the announcer said that was actually Nikola Vucevic's first 20-point half in his career. I, that can't be right. Can that be right? But anyway, but when you look at it, the Bulls just could not keep that up in the second half of the game. Despite having that third, that three-point lead going into the third quarter, the, the third quarter ended up with the Boston Celtics going, going, winning that third quarter 37-21, and the Boston Celtics just never let up the lead after that. Despite the Bulls sometimes chipping away at it, right? Maybe even looking like, hey, could they could they go on a run to get this back? I think even at one point in time, they tied it or they were within like two. But the Bulls just never. Everything that the, that the Chicago Bulls did right in the second half of the game, the Boston Celtics immediately had answers for. And they just, it just, it went into a different level that the Bulls just weren't ready for. And then, you know, you have on top of that, through the first three quarters of this game, DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White were nine of 27 from the field through the first three quarters of the game. And, Those are the two players that despite a great first half from Nikola Vucevic and then some solid production from Julian Phillips also off the bench who shot the ball extremely well on his way to his nine points. Um, You need DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White to really uh, be your leaders offensively. You need them to have uh, efficient nights if the Bulls are going to be able to beat teams like the Boston Celtics who are the best team in the league. Number uh, number one offense, I'm sorry, uh, top five offense in the top five defense. And so when you when those two players combine to go in the game 13 of 34, that's always going to be a tough night for the Bulls to beat a team of that caliber. And then, of course, you had the three-point shooting from the Boston Celtics, which was their most dangerous aspect coming into the game. They take and make the most three-pointers in the NBA. And actually, Nikola Vucevic talked about how hot they got from three here. That's obviously an elite team. Uh, is it deflating when they're rising up in threes like they were in that third quarter? I mean, that's what they do, you know, they're a really good shooting uh, team. Uh, they got a lot of shooting out there. I mean, their whole starting five can really shoot it. And uh, so we knew that was, you know, uh, coming. Uh, I just think, obviously, that was a big difference. They, they almost hit as many threes as we, we shot. And in general, we're not a you know, great shooting uh, team.
team for threes like that is difficult. Obviously, it's a big, big difference. Uh, definitely impacted the game. They made some tough ones for sure, but you know, they're a really good team. Probably the best team in the NBA right now. They play great basketball, and they showed it tonight. The Boston Celtics averaged 16.2 made three-pointers per game on 42.7 attempts. While that's not the best efficiency from the three-point range in the NBA, they do again. Uh, they take the most, and they make the most three-pointers in the NBA. And we look at the difference between the Bulls' three-point shooting and the Boston Celtics' three-point shooting. Uh, they, the Boston Celtics went 23 of 37 from three-point range and had 39 points from beyond the arc, more than what we did from three-point range. That is going to be hard for any team to combat, and that is why for, for years in a row, three-point shooting has continued to be one of the Achilles heels for the Chicago Bulls team. You have to look at the front office and why, what they're seeing and why they have just not been able to add it. Now, I will give them this credit. They did try to add three-point shooting in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig basically has brought his career averages, but he hasn't been on, on, the, on the basketball court enough. Missing yesterday's game was his 23rd missed game of the season. And then you have Javon Carter, who just his shooting has just not been there consistently for the Chicago Bulls. He's had some very few flashes of it. But in this game, he only played 12 minutes. He only took one shot overall in the game. That was one three-pointer. He did have some solid defensive minutes in that. He ended up with a positive uh, plus-minus of plus two. But Javon Carter hasn't been what the Chicago Bulls really thought they were getting in a three-point shooter either. And so that all ends up with just the Bulls just not having enough three-point shooting really to be in these games with the, with the type of teams that shoot the three-point volume at the at the rate that the Bulls do. I mean at, at that other teams do. We're not even at league average. So, you know, this not to blame it all on that because it was some defensive lapses. You got to also give credit to the Boston Celtics and their 11 blocks in this game which really kept the Bulls from getting to the paint even though we outscored them in the paint. We didn't have it, that, that in half court offense we weren't really getting to the paint well and we Nikola Vucevic only having 2 points in the whole second half after having 20 points in the first half. Definitely hurt. Now, the Bulls did have a balanced attack. They moved the ball around. They had 29 assists on 44 made baskets. Not the best that we'd like to see what you want to be at 30, which there are close to. If you can get over 30 assists, that's really an elite level uh, in the NBA. But 19 points from DeMar DeRozan, 20 points from Kobe White. He goes 6 to 17 from the field. Those 22 points from Nikola Vucevic, I already mentioned. And then 12 points from Caruso, 14 points from Ayo DeSumo. It, 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 that sound, and, and I, like I said, I don't want to harp it on the negative because if you get that level of production from your starters in most games, the Bulls are going to win more games than not. It's just that against a team like the Boston Celtics, you're going to have to have a different level of output. Andre Drummond also offering 11 points off the bench with his uh, with his eight rebounds as well. You know, Drum, 17 minutes played. Surprised he didn't play more, but that Drum and, and Nikola Vucevic lineup once again had had net uh, a net. Uh, defense, a net rating, overall rating, and a net a negative net plus minus. They were negative 12 and only six minutes played and had a net rating of negative 92.3 in those uh, six and a half minutes played. So the drum uh, Vooch lineup, when you can't play both those guys together, drum's just not going to probably play twenty uh, more than 20 minutes. So that's unfortunate in that. Now, one thing that we did get in this game, we did get to see a look at the young players. Now, I'm not going to talk about Ernalot Batim, who did check into this game because it was only two minutes and the game was pretty much decided by then. Uh, but you, we got 12, 10, I'm sorry, 18 minutes from Julian Phillips in this game. He goes 4-5 shooting, 1-from-1 one from, one from three-point range, two rebounds, nine assists, only one personal foul as well. That's one of the things with Julian Phillips is he has trouble staying out of foul trouble. And then you had uh, Dalen Terry going 2-of-2 two two from the field for five points, three uh, rebounds, two assists, one steal, and 12 minutes. And Billy Donovan's comments on those guys point towards 
these guys are going to be be played here for the remainder of the season, especially while you have Torrey Craig and, and Patrick Williams out. And that's one of the things that we were questioning, right, on if a buyout signing was going to happen or if they were going to kind of just play their young guys who are going to be parts of their rotation going forward. Billy Donovan said this after the game. We've talked about that with those guys. They worked hard. I think some of the things we talked about yesterday about where they can learn in terms of stuff that they can control, understanding personnel, understanding schemes, really being detailed on those things. They'll make minutes. They'll miss shots. That's part of it. I do think there's things that both these guys, Julie Phillips and Dalen Terry, can uh, rely upon. When you uh, talk about fouling, blocking out rotations, those are things where we can be more detailed as young players, and that's part of the learning curve for them. Offensively, they need to be aggressive. If there's shots there, they need to take those shots and shoot the basketball. But certainly, both those guys will get an opportunity to contribute. So that there tells me that a buyout signing is probably not happening. And, and maybe it does after you know seeing that loss and how much three-point shooting uh, did matter to this team. But I do think that Right now, Billy Donovan is going to be committed to playing those two young guys more than double-digit minutes. So that's going to be good. Maybe not for this season. Maybe it doesn't pay off in a way where you're where you're getting the best production from them every single game, even though both of them shot the ball well, right? Didn't didn't try to do too much offensively. Both had really good defensive rotations. Julian Phillips had a moment where he got to the lane, he finished, he got fouled on the next possession. He had a he had a defensive stop the possession after that. Like he just Julian Phillips has the mental part of the game down. I think once the game slows down to him and that physical part catches up with that, I think we're going to have a nice player in Julian Phillips and a player that can really guard multiple positions. He can guard probably four positions on the field, on the, on, on the court when it's all said and done. And that link that he has, the motor that he has, is all going to be big things for Julian Phillips going forward. And I, for one, over these next 26 games, hope that they do continue to get those minutes because these are guys that next season on cost-controlled contracts with how close the Bulls are up to the luxury tax, are probably going to have to play big roles for the Bulls. And so I think that's important. I'm glad to hear from Billy Donovan, who I have tons of doubts on him playing young players, at least came out and said that. And we got to see if his action matches his words. And uh, if they do, then we're going to be seeing these two young players play a lot more minutes here over these last 26 games and help their development and and, and curve some of that development needs as they go into their first full NBA offseason where they're going to get to work with Peter Patton, work with that development staff. So let's hope that that's the case. But overall, taking away from this game, man, it was good to see, you know, the team, the, the starters that have spread out that ball. But we, we got we got to have better halves. We got to uh, adjust better. Third quarters can't be anything for this, uh, can't keep being a negative thing for the Bulls. And if this team can really get to a point of execution consistently, limiting those turnovers, 13 turnovers in this game, Right, playing as a team and the and the coaches as well can coach better as a team. I think those are going to be big things for this Bulls team going forward if they can, you know, hope to stay ahead of the pack in that. And that's really kind of what I want to talk about, right? This game against the Boston Celtics, if it shows nothing else, it does show what is waiting for the Chicago Bulls, even if they do make it out the play-in tournament. Keep in mind right now, the Chicago Bulls have a better chance at missing the play-in. This is per uh experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central 
But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Basketball reference, right now the Bulls have a 9.3% chance at missing the play-in, and they only have a 6.1% chance at climbing past the ninth seed, which is a key thing in this. If the Bulls can get more to the eighth or seventh seed um, in the playoff race, then that's going to help them avoid a team like the Boston Celtics. If they finish ninth or tenth, the best they can do is play against the Boston Celtics in the opening round of the playoffs, and that's where you got to start asking yourself, what is it really worth it, right? Uh, you, you know, the Bulls are probably more likely to remain in the 9-10 and 10 game. When you just look at how things are, the uh, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are one and a half games behind us. The, the Brooklyn Nets are below them at the 11th seed. They're four and a half games behind them. The Bulls have enough cushion to kind of, to, to almost be sure that they're, <coughs> excuse me, to almost be sure that they are going to be able to stay in the playing race. But then we also have to ask ourselves, what is what is making it out the plane really worth, right? And that's not to say, you know, I, I had a conversation with Big Dave. And me and Big Dave both agreed winning, getting some type of postseason play is is important to the development of Kobe White, I would assume, especially in the way you don't want to aim to miss the play-in. But when you really look at it right now, the Chicago Bulls are probably going to finish at the ninth seed or the tenth seed. They don't like they, they have a slim margin to move up to eighth or seventh. We have a more difficult schedule than the other teams that are in that play-in race. Uh, Orlando and Atlanta have considerably easier schedules than us, and so and the Miami Heat do too. And so you got to ask yourself, even if the how, the the amount of energy, the amount of games in a row that the Bulls are going to have to win in a row out of these next twenty six games to really have a chance to move up to eight or seven and avoid the Boston Celtics is slim. So more than likely, if the Bulls make the plan, if they make it out the plan, they're going to be facing the Boston Celtics in the first round. And you can see that the Bulls just aren't ready to play against teams like this for a playoff series. The Bulls are going to have some games where they 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 can play good against the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. They can possibly beat the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Especially with the way that the Bucks are playing on defense right now, that's definitely a possibility. But with that said, but the Bulls don't have a chance at being realistic now, unless some things change and in the second half of the season we just see somebody go nuclear. Them making it out the first round of the playoffs or even winning more than maybe one surprise game in the first round of the playoffs is extremely unlikely. And so where the Bulls will be right now is that you got to ask yourself, is missing out on a lottery pick in this draft worth making uh, making, making it out the play-in? And again, I, I, the team is going to aim for what they're going to aim for. I'm not in any way saying that this team should all of a sudden tank, stop trying to win games, but we got this is a, another situation that AK has put this team in where – is it the best for the long-term part of this team? We're a team that needs, we need talent. We need assets. We need players that can spread the ball. We need a, a rim protector, right? And some of that can be gotten in this draft. Again, not the, the highest level draft where you're, where you're expecting a lot of superstars to come out at, but I would not be surprised if some eight, 10-year vets uh, come out of this uh, draft that end up staying in the NBA for that eight or 10 years and end up being really good role players over some times. I wouldn't be surprised with that. But you got, you, you again, 
is this team, in the decision that AK had made in being competitive, but not really making a move to try to help the level of competitiveness that we have with this team, is it really going to be worth it in the end of it? And that's the question that you have to ask yourself. And it's, it's a difficult situation that the Bulls find themselves in because you want to win games and you want to reward the growth of a player like Kobe White with winning and giving it your all in a postseason appearance and things like that. But where this Bulls team sits right now, where it's going to be more of the same yet again for this team. Now, I know I'm looking ahead. I can't really say that for sure yet, right? But this team is right up against the luxury tax. We got big questions in Patrick Williams and, and, and DeMar DeRozan. What's going to be the future of their contracts if either one of them do return? Even if the one of them do walk away, it doesn't really open up considerable cap space for the Chicago Bulls to try to sign somebody else. Like, everything right now where, where the Bulls sit is just a ton of question marks. Now, I'm glad that we eliminated question marks and like Kobe and him now. You can tell he's going to be a building block of this team. Ayodosumu seems like th- his growth is going to be legit. It's been very consistent for Io as well. But then outside of that, where are we going? Where are we really headed, right? This isn't a team that you expect to be able to, uh, you know, sign a big-name free agent and then make everything make sense. We don't have right now a player that seems like they're going to ascend to superstar status, right? We don't have that, so we don't have any budding superstars. So it's like where we sit right now, and it, it, where the Bulls, the future outlook of this, it's still going to end in pain. It's still going to end in disappointment. It's still going to end in losing, and that's fine to agree. Only one team is going to win it all this year, this NBA season, but where the Bulls stand and being that that level, where they're truly competitive at, we're competitive in the play-in. We're not competitive in the playoffs, right? We, we, we haven't shown that yet, and so maybe they change that. Maybe this is a team that surprises, and may, I'm not going to say they're going to go into Miami Heat-like run, but maybe, maybe they surprise somebody in the first round. Who knows? Maybe they make it out the playing turn. But right now, it seems like this Bulls team is going to be destined yet again for the lottery. And I hope that this team picks well. And I hope that they find somebody that can help them truly in this team. But because Kobe and DeMar are going to need help. And if DeMar does leave, that Kobe's going to need a lot more help. Zach Levine to be coming back for sure. But when you look at it as well, the last top thing I want to talk about is the minutes for DeMar, DeRozan, and Kobe White. Now, I'm not going to stay on this a little too long because I know we've talked about this before. Kobe and DeMar yesterday became the first two players to go over 2,000 minutes played in the NBA. And again, the the player closest to them is like 66 minutes behind them. They are head and shoulders above the rest of the league in minutes played. They just are. They that that when it comes down to it. But Billy Donovan has shared a little bit of concern on that and wanting to get those minutes down himself, saying this long quote here. I'm probably not going to read all of it, but the biggest thing I think is the fatigue factor. I think when you look at the at that fact is the number of minutes putting them in a position where they are less effective or less efficient. And generally, I think that happens for guys when these minutes, not so much the totality of the minutes at the end of the game, but the consecutive minutes. And quite honestly, I have put those guys in some challenging situations when I played DeMar from, let's say, six-minute mark of the third quarter throughout the rest of the game, or I've done that to Kobe a little bit. Certainly, I'm checking with them. And you know, Kobe White has been great at times saying, hey, can I get a quick one here? And I'll do that. I'm always talking to him about that, and I think that's uh, that they understand. For a guy like DeMar DeRozan, he's coming out at six minutes, and he's going back in at the end of the third, middle of the third, maybe towards the end of the under the third quarter. Sometimes that's a long stretch, but I'll ask him if he needs one, a break, and if he does, I'll give him one. If he doesn't, I generally go with him. The one thing I've got to try to help with is just the consecutive minutes, also how efficient and effective that they are in those minutes. That's the challenging part. So, we all see the minutes, and I think we've all saw towards the end of the All-Star break that DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White's shots were coming up short, that they were clearly fatigued, 
over the, because of the minutes that they've played over the course of the season. Now, do not get me wrong. I know that we're going to have to rely heavily on DeMar DeRozan and Kobe White. They are still going to lead this team in minutes, but you got to find a way to get them down, especially Kobe. This is Kobe's first year having a minutes load like this while also caring as much as the Bulls' offense is what he does. And I really would hate to see both these players, which DeMar is probably not. He's, he's done this for a long time. But I would hate to see these players fizzle out to the degrees where it looks like they could do because of the minutes that they're played. And I get it. They're, they are hugely impactful and effective. We don't have the wins that we have if it isn't for DeMar and Kobe White playing at the level that they are consistently able to do. Even Kobe White having a five-point for, uh, first half and then coming back to score over 20 points in the game, even though he didn't shoot the ball efficiently. Though I commend the players for what they're going to do. But if we're going to really try to make this push for a play-in and if we're going to try to make it out the play in tournament, you got to try to get these guys minutes down as much as possible. And I commend Kobe for not letting the pride get to him and saying, hey, can I get a break here? Can I get can I get a breather here for a second, right? And, and get an opportunity to catch his breath. But you clearly see these guys are fatiguing. And having that eight-game, uh, eight-day break over the All-Star break, you would have liked to think that it was going to, you know, get the, the Bulls a little bit more rest. They can come back out in fresh legs. That's the last stretch they're going to have of that type over the course of the season. But it's still... Those minutes are concerning, and you can see it when you look when you look at these players' faces, especially Kobe White towards the end of games. Just pay attention to Kobe White's body language towards the end of games. You can tell that this is a guy who is fatigued because he's not only just shooting the ball a lot. He's not only a big part of the Bulls' offense. Kobe White gives great effort now, consistently on the defensive side of the ball. And that that's that's tough, right? And that's tough. And I and I'm not really, you know, like I said, there's that report that and, and data it wasn't just a report that. Playing more minutes doesn't necessarily increase the chance of injury, so I'm not going to use that as a point as far as saying the injury concern. But you can tell that these guys just aren't having enough to finish games like they were have been accustomed to doing, and we're going to need them. We're going to need it, and so that means players are going to have to step up. Kobe, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alice Caruso and Io DeSumo have definitely been stepping up for the Bulls, and if we can see Dalen Terry st- steady kind of understand how to defend, operate in space, get the Bulls out in transition, that's where he's the most impact- impactful at. We can still get Julian Phillips stretching the ball out and shooting it and and getting more rebounds like he does. Hopefully we can get to that point of just kind of taking some of the minutes off these guys as we go towards the end of the season and rely on our young players to play a little bit more of that. I don't know if we're going to see stretches of a team. I don't know if we're going to see Henry Drell or anything like that. But the players that we do know that Billy Donovan has said that he's going to play, hopefully those guys keep playing well so Billy can trust them to kind of give DeMar and Kobe more you know, breaks there in that second half of those games because I do think that's going to be important if this Bulls team is going to finish this season strong. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. That's my time for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.